Hello, welcome. Altered State Podcast, Episode 5. I am Brandon. We got John. Tonight we're going to give you our Oscars, our favorites of the year. Uh, No particular order, no particular genre. A lot of shit we didn't even see. We'll get into some yeah. of this. We'll get into this stuff we didn't see, but uh, since the Oscars are on, we thought we'd uh, give you our rundown. Seemed like a good night with the absolutely, Oscars. absolutely. And, you know, putting this list together, I I found myself both really excited because I felt like this was a really good year in movies, but also uh, immensely disappointed in myself. Which I didn't uh, see anything apparently. Right, I went. I started looking through everything. I'm like I didn't see half of this stuff. I, more than half of the stuff. Well, you know, I mean, you remember how it is. I have toddlers, sure. so sure. for uh, for anyone who doesn't know, I have twin daughters. That uh, we had their third birthday today. Right. Happy birthday to them. So, um, you know, that makes it really hard. It's almost impossible to, to find time. Like they're at the exact age, like they're in everything all the time, and then once they fall asleep, it's like, oh, I'm dead from chasing you. Well, especially to see something in a the theater. I mean, right. so you're you're beholden so, to Netflix or whatever. Right. Well, that's, it's seeing the theater is like, all right, me and Libby will get a sitter so I can go to the theater. Right. But once it's out of the theater, like if I'm at home, I don't get to sit in front of my TV and watch something I want. Sure. It's a me. Daddy is Mickey on. <laughs> Daddy, can we watch? Can we watch? Paw Patrol for the 98th time. I remember those days, uh, and I don't, so, I don't miss them, to be honest. Right. You know, I, I mean, I miss pieces of them, but I don't miss that part. Sure. So, yeah, like, when I was putting this together, my my list of movies that I have, I could make an awesome top top ten out of the list of movies that I haven't seen that I still <laughs> really want totally, to. Totally, yes. Like, man, Eighth Grade and Annihilation are yeah. two movies that I've been looking forward to immensely, and yeah. are both on Amazon Prime That's that right. I could watch it That's anytime, right. yep. and I still haven't. Bandersnatch, yep. I haven't seen, yep. and is sitting right there on Netflix yeah, for me. Eighth Grade, we've talked about before on the podcast. We both huge Bill Burnham fans. Yeah, that's on my list of uh, Dude, stuff I didn't get to see that I'm. I know everybody that I respect and appreciate their opinions on movies for love it. Right. So I really into the Spider Verse. Me too. I know it looks incredible, and everyone loves it universally. Yes, and I haven't seen it, and I I love Spider Man. And it really, I have zero excuse at this point. (laughs) I have a goddamn uh, podcast. I talk about comic books and movies, and I've yet to go see Into the Spider Verse. (laughs) So really, I should get my nerd card pulled. Well, I I even found myself last night um, thinking like I'd put the girls to bed and I was doing some design work for a client and I was like man I wonder if I could find a stream of Into the Spider-Verse like is it you know is it available on you know that I could I'll, I'll stay up till three right. in the morning if I have to I, I gotta see this movie before we do this podcast and I just I couldn't I know. pull it off I know I am I was really disappointed myself when making my list. Um, another, you know, and I had forgotten this movie even came out but I, I heard good things about it it just seemed like it was out and then gone Bumblebee Ah, I heard great things about Bumblebee really? that it, it really turned around the Transformers movies. That's interesting because those in, Ro- in Rotten Tomatoes, I think it was in the top twenty something. No way! Yeah, because yeah. those movies like super sucked after I, the first one. I was yeah, me like, too. The first one yeah. ruled. I, I dug the first, but all one. the other ones weren't just like right. kind of bad. They were super bad, horrible. Yeah, yeah. They were uh, James Bay bad. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were Shia LaBeouf bad. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, what a combo, right? Right. Um, another honorable mention I wanted to throw in there. I didn't get to see uh, Vice. Yes, I didn't see Vice I, either. Which I, I love everybody in it. Yeah. Um, I just one of those things. I just never got out to theaters. I love the Big Short, and this felt like just like the exactly the natural yes. successor to yeah. that. 
So as long as we had a couple of those out there that, you know, that won't be on our list, uh, yeah. only reason is that we didn't get to see them. Any more that you didn't get to see um, that you think people might want on your what list? What I didn't get to see that I think had a, had a chance at being on my list, Ralph Breaks the Internet. Yes. I didn't see. First Man. Yeah, I wanted to see First really Man I really wanted well, to yeah. see, but <clears throat> didn't. Um, a Star is Born and Bohemian Rhapsody. Neither of those made my list either. Um, I also didn't see Aquaman, but I find it hard to believe that would have cracked my list anyway. <laughs> yeah, so, um, it, it looked like it looks like a fun movie. Agreed. I'm definitely going to watch it I, when it when I can rent it. I saw and Aquaman and I enjoyed popcorn. it very much. Um, but but at the same time, you're right. I part of me wishes I would have gone to see Into the Spider Verse instead. Yeah, you know, I if I had, they weren't out at the same time, obviously, but if I had a choice, I would have gone to see that over. Aquaman, because it's one of those things. It's cool to see on the big screen, lots yeah. of cool effects, but it's nothing I wouldn't get at my home with a cool speaker system. You know sure. what I mean? So. That's, it looks fun. Totally. I'm, I'm definitely going to watch you know, it. And, pre- and I don't, I, I'm not the, the person who shits all over the, the DC stuff. I, you know, I didn't love uh, Batman v Superman. I dug it. It's cool. I like Batman, Superman, you know. Uh, didn't care that much for Justice League, yeah. you know. But... You know all the shit you hear. Momoa's, stuff got Momoa's chopped up. charming as fuck. He's fun. He's fun. Like, exactly. I, it was I'd a much more fun movie imagine, than the other ones had been. Right. I'd have to imagine that it'd be delightful to watch him. And uh, I totally lost my train of thought. I'm not going to. No, that's enough. It's delightful it. to watch him. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a good right. sentence. Period. <laughs> delightful to watch Jason Momoa. Period. Yeah. That's all you need. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'll definitely see it and think I'll have. A, oh. I think it's probably going to be the same way that I viewed Venom. Fair enough. I watched cool. Venom. I dug Venom. I had a yeah. lot of fun watching yeah. it. As someone who grew up um, loving Venom as a character, I had a lot of fun watching that movie this year. But I'm not going to sit here and try to convince you it was a great movie. Totally. Right. <laughs> like, right. it's super cheeseball. It, it doesn't play into the parts of the comic that I love the most. Right. But it looked pretty cool. Right. For the most part, I, I did agree. a good job visually. Yeah. Tom Hardy is a charming I dude, him, like yeah. Momo. Like, yep. it was a definitely an enjoyable watch. I don't Absolutely. feel like I wasted my time on this. Right, right. So I imagine I'd probably put Aquaman in the same in the same breath. That I'd give you that. I'll dig it. Yeah, I, I have uh, Venom on like on my onball mentions. Sure, stuff yeah, that I did it's see. There. Um, I saw it's it. A quality. I movie. had fun right. with it. Right. So let's get into we'll get into our top five. Uh, number five. We'll start. We'll start with you. Your number five pick for the best movie you saw. Of last year. My number five, um, a bit of a guilty pleasure, Love, Simon. Did not see it. So, uh, Love, Simon was a flick about a teenage boy who um, kind of comes to the the realization that he's gay. Okay. And um, there's like this school-wide, kind of like anonymous social media thing where people just like post stuff mm-hmm. so some boy at the school anonymously posts that he's gay and then it's kind of like this journey where simon who's closeted is like begins this kind of online relationship with this other boy at his school and yeah. they develop this really lovely relationship and then like it turns ugly and they kind of end up outing each other but then they end up together it's it's definitely it, like a teen. Is it fictional role. or is it based on anything? Um, it's based on a book. Okay, but it is fiction. Okay, um, but you know, it was really sweetly made. It had the the kid from the first Jurassic World, the older brother. Okay, um, I I don't remember his name, 
but he was really delightful in it. Um, I think part of it is I'm a, I'm, I'm a high school teacher. I'm very, I'm, I'm around that. Kind. I'm, I'm, sure. I'm a little, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm soft on that. I think yeah. it was kind of an or, original take on the idea of, um, kind of someone embracing their sexuality as a teenager, but in a really like sweet way that was definitely had its heartbreaking moments, sure. but like any teen movie would like it, it just felt really, uh, it felt like a really organic and not pushy way to make a really sweet teen romantic comedy. About Come it. off so, as fairly honest. Yeah. You know, it's a kind of a romantic, I think teen so. romantic thing. Um, <clears throat> and I, so for that alone, I mean, as honest as we would it, exactly I mean, for two as, straight as, guys who were right, 30 and 40. For, I mean, right. For as honest as I can imagine that right. experience being, right. but I think it was uh, it was a nice take that I hadn't seen at least, and it was it, it was an enjoyable watch. Cool. I got to sit there with my wife, and we both left like we rented it because it was like you know it came out at kind of a dead time of the year there wasn't much out, mm-hmm. and we walked the family video aisle, and that was the one movie that neither of us had seen that we were both like, oh, all right, right. And when it finished, we turned off. We both kind of looked at like, "Wow, that was really nice." Right. Like for anybody under uh, twenty five, uh, video stores where you go to rent <laughs> right. videos and you yeah. can actually take them home. Then you bring them back after you're yeah. done watching it. It's and, a fun, and, and you get it's a crazy to chat concept with the, yes. with the clerk. Right. You can actually ask questions to see if and, you might enjoy and, this movie. Yeah. I I love that I still live. <laughs> I live right behind a family video, and you will not not catch me at a red box. I that's awesome. I, I wish I'm, I had a video store to peruse. I am there regularly, and it's 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 a lifesaver. I believe. I, I I wish. Like I said, I wish I had a video store that I could just wander through, and it's like old. You know how the comic book stores were when I was a kid. I used to go to, even when Blockbuster was big, it was a big chain, but you could go and just, oh, this looks cool, I'll grab yeah. this. I've never heard of this before. Well, right, well, when you get to pick up the box, it's, it's different from on Redbox. One, the, the variety is longer, so, you know, maybe there's a movie that came out nine months ago that you right. forgot Absolutely. about, yeah. and then you're walking around Family Video, you're like, oh, shit, right. th- there's that cover. It's Let me let me snatch that up. Or you see something that just the cover art looks cool, like, totally. oh, I'll pick that up, I'll read that. Oh, man, that's this is a director that I yep. like. I didn't realize yep. he made something cool. I'll give this a, a it's go. It's so weird. I mean, wandering through the video aisles of a Blockbuster or a Family Video or whatever your neighborhood video store was, you almost always leave with something. Even if oh, yeah. the movie you're going there isn't what you want, yeah. you leave with something. If I jump on Netflix, I will scroll Holy for shit. hours because I I don't want to. Nothing appeals to me. Yeah, I see the quick little thirty second clip that they yeah. flash forward there as I'm trying to watch stuff. I'm like, no, I'm good. I, I yeah. get I get the idea. Nah, it's it seems it's so much more disposable. Yes, it's so much more convenient. Right, but the convenience. Makes it more disposable, right. you know. Yeah. Like why we had this conversation. It's the same. Totally. Reason yeah. I don't end up subscribing to streaming services like I or music streaming services. Right. I know I miss out on good shit, but I want to develop a relationship with. I them. Yeah. And no, I get you. So it's the same thing like going to going to family video, and if I don't if they don't have what I want, I get to holler at the clerk behind the counter That's like, right. "Hey, man, like right. this is what I was coming for." Can you That's throw right. something else my way that you've That's seen? Because right. you know that that dude's like, seen dude, everything. Where's my he copy? Doesn't, right. doesn't have a list of what <laughs> right. he hasn't seen in 2018. Right. Yeah. That some bitch has seen everything, everything that came That's out. That's right. So you know he can be like, oh man, let me let me let me hit you with right. Paddington too. It was actually right. pretty dope. Right. And I'll be like, they used All to be, right. you could used to wander the, the aisles and they'd be playing a current movie, so you could catch oh, half a yeah. movie as you were right. trying to find something. Right. Like you want to get this? I just saw it. It's yeah, up there. Exactly. I'm good. I'm good. Oh, I'm. 
Right. Well, back so in I the got, day. So Anyways. I got Love, Simon. What's your number five? Uh, my number five is Ant-Man and the Wasp. I, okay. I know I'm very um, jaded as far as I... Not jaded is the wrong word. I skew towards... I love the comic book movies. I love the mm-hmm. Marvel movies. and I love all that stuff just because I think it's amazing that those are the big movies nowadays. Uh-huh. But barring that, fucking Paul Rudd, man. Right. Tell me something he's been in that you're like, that's horrible. The Paul Rudd part, at least. I, you, I can't think can't, of a bad Paul Rudd character. You can't. He just makes you smile. He does. Uh, he's... Uh, He's a fun dude. Right. And you know Michael I, Douglas? Yeah. What else do you want? I, I I had fun watching Ant-Man and the Wasp, but what kills me with Ant-Man and the Wasp has the distinct misfortune of being the Marvel cinematic movie that came out after Infinity War before Endgame. Sure. So that whole time watching that movie, which was like this really nice kind of light Light-hearted, story right. about reuniting a family right you the whole time you're watching it's like i'm waiting for the other shoe to drop i know at least half these sons of bitches are gonna are gonna dissolve oh, absolutely right and go away right and that's gonna undermine the whole theme of reunion and but and you, so that but there's also that chance of like having that hanging over but me. now that's but now that you've seen it aren't you kind of like well maybe ant-man's the key yeah ant-man might be the key to fixing what happened in infinity war and i imagine he probably is and i think that's gonna make Endgame, all the richer, sure. but I still think Ant-Man and the Wasp suffers for it. I, Ant-Man and the Wasp is a movie that feels like it just exists to advance the plot of a different movie. True. Which um, which is basically every movie which, since the first Avengers. <laughs> that, that may be true. But or even probably since the first Iron Man. Yeah, yeah. and I... Uh, like, I definitely think it was fun. I don't, I don't right. hate Ant-Man and the Wasp by you, yeah. any stretch. But I just didn't like... Having that loom over me the whole time I was watching. I, I get was, it. I was waiting for that, for the fallout of the snap. And, and I get it. I, I, if, if I wasn't waiting for that, I think I would have enjoyed that movie an awful lot more. So on that same hand, are you, will you go into the new Spider-Man being bummed because it takes place minutes after Endgame, which comes out right before it? I don't think you, I will you know I mean? because Endgame will already be... So well, like, it'll End, answer it for you? Yeah. Like, okay. I, like I feel like... It's not that the so movie's tied in that frustrated me. It was that the you end, knew part of the outcome, the, right? The end of Infinity War was so grandiose across that universe that it had to impact this oh, movie, I, right? Sure. Whereas, like, I feel like all the other ones, yeah, you know, there's going to be a moment or something's going to pop up, but it doesn't. It's not going to be a crucial storytelling element. Whereas here. You knew a crucial part of that story sure. was, was already told coming in. Would it have it. changed your mind if Ant Man took place at like a different time period? Like yes, before? like it wouldn't like, have mattered. Like Captain Sam? Marvel coming out before Endgame right. doesn't, doesn't phase me it. because right. I know it's a different chronology, so I'm not waiting. But for is that. it? Well, I mean, the the trailer has a blockbuster video, so well, but, as but we I mean, just met. But it, it seems to kind of bounce back and forth. Sure, uh, and you know, at some point, she's showing up because Sam Jackson, right? Because Sam Jackson had the page. So there's still, to me, that's still there. I, I get right. what you're saying. Don't get me wrong, it's definitely there. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, we're only a week and a half out from that. Isn't that so crazy? It's, I, I it's bought my Marvel nuts. Captain Marvel tickets the other day. So really, I'm, I'm, when are you going? Friday. So the day after it comes out, comes out Thursday night. I'll go Friday morning. Friday I'm afternoon. Gonna, I'm gonna have to keep you on a gag order for a week and a half. Oh, I don't know if I can wait that long, but uh, we'll, we'll see what we do. I'm, may, maybe, I can, <laughs> maybe I can get in sooner. My spring break is starts the next Friday. Oh, okay. So okay. I was going to go right that, ne- that next week, like when my wife's at work, I'll take the kids to a sitter so I can go see like a matinee 
on like a Monday or Tuesday. And see, and if this was back in the 90s, you would take the kids with you to the mall, drop them off at the arcade, <laughs> and go see the movie. Yeah. Fuck. Malls are just falling apart. Killing me. What happened to the babysitters? Right. Um, so that was my number five, Ant-Man okay. and the Wasp. Let's okay. go your number four. My number four, I went with Black Panther. Yes, great movie. Um, and in all fairness, that was I could, my five was either uh-huh. Panther or Ant-Man. Uh-huh. And Rudd was my only right. deciding factor in that. See, I um, when I flip-flop between the two, um, Michael B. Jordan was my... Oh, like, yeah. Michael B. Jordan yeah. was a revelation yes. in that movie. Awesome character. Um, like, was just overpowered the whole thing. I loved that um, it tied into the Marvel Universe, but... Wakanda was so isolated right. that it, I, I didn't feel like, even with him coming in at Civil War beforehand, I didn't feel like any of the story was, like, kind of open for like right. I Like, I knew it was kind of entering a new world. It didn't feel like a whole lot of crossover, yeah. even though it was in the same world. Yeah. Um, Shuri, also a really fantastic character. Yeah. Um, and then... They're saying she could be the new Iron Man, the next Iron Man. I'd if, buy that. If Stark dies, she yeah. could, you know, because she's all the tech stuff. Yeah. She makes his new suit and all that kind of gas, so, you know. I could buy into that. Yeah. And then, on an even, like, this is totally the design nerd in me, but um, the typeface that they created for the subtitles and for the, uh, or like, like the title cards, mm-hmm. um, was just so... Cool. It was so striking. It had that kind of like Art Deco, um, super sharp angles. That was just like I dug it. That that wrote me in. Even if the movie were shitty, which it's not. No. That typeface alone would have had me like, oh, that's cool. It's cool. I, I You're like, right. I like that thought that went into yeah. that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Michael B. Jordan, Shuri, and that typeface definitely. Well, the, and I mean, it's it's also it's a great story. It's a great, like, I'm not gonna, a great story. It is. Yeah, right. I'm not going to sit here and say like, right. oh, those are the only things, and everything else sucked. Right. Those are the things that spoke most to me. Yeah. But also, again, as a teacher in a school that's predominantly African American, mm-hmm. I was watching my high school students have a really different relationship with that. Like, uh, I'm sure, sure. That was the fir- I in five years of me being in that building, that was the first time. That I'd ever heard like a buzz around a movie. Like the kids like that. would come to class, like, have you seen Black Panther yet? Have right. you seen Black Panther? And they're right. like all talking about they're all walking around the halls, Wakanda forever. Like I was like, oh man, like this really this captured a generation. This right. captured a community. And yeah. the, and the fact that a movie had enough power to really pull people in like that was like, all right, man. Right. I'm I'm on board. That, I agree. I agree. Yeah, it's I, like I said, I I love that movie too. Um it was Right there, neck and neck, um, with my, for my number five. Uh, and I don't have anything negative to say against it. You know, I can't yeah. like argue one way or the other. It's a great movie, top to bottom. I didn't have any problem with it. Um, great story. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, effects are fantastic. Costumes and everything are really cool. People did a great job with all that. I mean, it's and it it flows so nicely into the whole Marvel universe. I mean, mm-hmm. they did a great job of. You know, in the end, it's an origin story, I guess. Yeah. But it didn't feel like an origin story. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, because that's what I hate when they 
do they give you a new Spider-Man or a new, or a new Batman every four years? They always feel like they have to retell the fucking origin yeah. story. It's we like, know the well, origin we story. Get it. You know? That's kind of why even, I... Even the casual fans. Yes. Even even the non-fans. But no. My wife doesn't right. give a shit about right. Spider-Man. Does she know Uncle Ben she died? Doesn't, right, right. She right. doesn't need to see Uncle Ben die again. That's a big reason she why... She doesn't need with great power comes great responsibility. Right. Right. And that's a big reason why um, lost my train of thought because the Blues just lost. Damn. <laughs> we got hockey on the background, not the Oscars. Yep. Well, not anymore. Not anymore. Yep. <laughs> Next. That was a bummer. Oh well. Um I forgot what I was saying there, but Black Panther's fantastic is what I was saying. Oh there you go. Wayne's World. Nice. <laughs> uh my number four. Uh anything else about Black no, Panther you want to no. there? Uh my number four, um Won't You Be My Neighbor? Mr. <sighs> Rogers documentary. Man. Uh, you I... know, I'm I'll 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 admit I can be emotional with stuff. <laughs> And Mr. Rogers brings me to tears, man. Yeah. Um, if there's a nicer human being in the world, I would love to see it. Because yeah. that guy, you've never seen anything about him come out negative ever. I mean, not like, you know, mm-hmm. he yelled at a cameraman. You never even heard that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, he did so much for so many people and never asked for anything in return. He's such a nice guy. And going back and watching that whole documentary, it really brought me back. I forgot how long he was on. I mean, he was on mm-hmm. well into... My kid, you know, oh, yeah. I mean, I think just recently. He was on when I was a kid. Right. Um, well, I mean, when my kid was young, he was still on the air. I mean, yeah. in the uh, early 2000s, he was still doing stuff. Um, it just blows me away. Um, I, I, there's nothing you can say about the movie that people don't know. I mean, it's Mr. Rogers. Like everybody knows. Right. But it really focused on, you know, how he, you know, he brought African-Americans on TV. Right. That didn't happen back yeah. in the 70s and 80s mm-hmm. and stuff like that. He brought disabled people on there, and they're on in their crutches. Like people, he showed, he made it a point to show people walking into the room with their crutches, and then they'd sit them down, and they were like a master musician, you know, stuff yeah. like, to show that that's not what's important, you know. And I, it, honestly, I, it still makes me water oh, up yeah. a little bit because he did so. I, I there's a a scene with a kid in a wheelchair who you know is he's got cerebral palsy. It's especially this was in the '80s, so it was even less treatable you know uh, what i mean and the kid's smiling the whole time it, it, i don't know i can't even talk about it. i'll start getting right. upset dude it's just uh you know just so everybody doesn't think it's all comics and, yeah. and nerd shit well, i mr I rogers firmly believe that had i seen that documentary it would be on my list i, I believe it too i adore yeah. Mr. Yeah. i have i have a mr rogers funko pop on my desk at work yep i i yep. He is one of the men that I aspire to be half as good as oh, all the time. I wish, yeah. Um, I, there's uh, that movie coming out with Colin Hanks as Mr. Rogers. Yes, that's right. That I'm that I'm looking forward to. So yes. yeah, that was a documentary that slipped past me. But there's a couple actually that came out. There was a Channel Nine one that came out too. Um, it was called. It was named after one of the songs that he always sung. And I can't remember. I, I like you the way I, I, yeah. I can't remember exactly what it's called, yeah. but Michael I like Keaton. You the way you are. Yes, yeah, oh. Michael Keaton uh, narrated it and kind of did some of the stuff, oh. and it's fantastic, man. I didn't know uh, Michael Keaton used to work for him. The, what he was like a uh, he worked for um, Public Access TV, uh-huh. and where they filmed Mr. Rogers is where he worked, and he was on Mr. Rogers in his early days. Just as, like, you know, a background guy or whatever. I rescind Val Kilmer. <laughs> Keaton's immediately the best Batman because he worked yep, with uh, yep. Mr. Rogers. It's, it's totally. Um, yeah, watch any of those documentaries and you'll cry. Oh, I know I will. It I is. am I am uh, 
soft as a pillow. After uh, it's so funny. After watching the uh, both the documentaries, really, because I kind of watched them within like a week of each other, mm. just to get it all out. Yeah, just to get it all out at once. <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's still in there. I gotta watch another one and get it out. Um, but I realized, I don't know if it's because of him or just whatever. When I come home, nine times out of ten, I go put a sweater on. <laughs> I am not shitting you. I will put a sweater or a jacket or something on. Ask ask her. I I have a little gray. It's a little sad. cardigan. I do. I, <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I that rock it up a little. Wonderful. I got some cool punk rock you know, <laughs> pins and shit on it. It's not full on Rogers. But, uh, not I, yet, at least. Not yet, right? I'm all well on my way. What are you going to do? Uh, so that was my number four, Won't You Be My Neighbor, uh, Mr. Rogers documentary. I can't say enough good things about it. Um, you, you know, you, know you, you might cry when you watch it, but you'll be happy. You yeah. know what I mean? You're like, God damn, that's a good dude. <laughs> that's a good dude. Uh, we got for number three. Um, number three, I found, was a really, was a really tough spot for me. Because, so like one and two were super locked in. And three and four, oddly enough, were kind of super locked in. Yeah. Or four and five, rather. But three, I had two movies that I jumped back and forth in. And one of them was going to be number three, and one of them wasn't going to make the list. Wow. And uh, that was tough. The stakes were high. But for number three, I went with Incredibles 2. Okay. And that's one, it's on my Netflix list. I haven't watched it. And you've hyped it up a couple times. It is so. I love the first one. Damn good is it everything about it it's it is the family movie that we all need right is that now. up for any awards it's, it's gotta fun. be up for some animation awards it's tonight gotta right be. yeah it's gotta be it is like just really fun it is especially as a dad now there's some really delightful scenes with uh mr incredible and baby jack jack where yeah. he's like trying to be a dad and it's kind of like why you love Spider-Man, because even though he's Spider-Man, he's just like this dweeb teen kid. that everyone can relate to. Right. So in that moment, like watching Mr. Incredible trying to be a dad to a super baby as a, as a Superman proxy, mm-hmm. were, it was just like really fun and funny and light. And then, you know, the, there were a lot of kind of really subtle tie-ins to... <laughs> Uh, like the political climate, there were really subtle tie-ins to abusive technology. Um, Preachy or uh, just like no, Italian? not yeah. at all. Like, okay. like clearly they were kind of overarching themes okay, that yeah. had to do with sure. the, yeah. um, you know, like the villain is called the screen slaver. Okay, and you know, so like they're definitely. Uh, big parts of the narrative, but never in a preachy way that I felt like, oh, someone made this movie to... A message to, out there, to, right. To, to tell their story. No, like, it, it felt really organic. It felt like what Fantastic Four should be. Right. And yeah. it was just... It was really well made. I I had a hard time putting it on my list because I'd just seen it so recently... And I was like, maybe it's the recency bias. Like, maybe I was yeah. just really hyped on it because it because I kind of snuck into it. Good's and good. the more I go yeah. there, it um, and for what it's worth, it threw Ready Player One off the list. You know, that was in my list too. Um, and I I really, and I think what I loved about Ready Player One so much was just all of the nostalgia factor. Right. I mean, every scene is just Easter egg well, galore. And it's well, fantastic. It, it was and built it's, for our specific it totally, audience. Totally. Which. Is why I loved it, but also why I took points off. 
Because it was very much like, this is super derivative. I know you're just trying to get me. And it didn't... uh, I feel like the things that they changed from the book, because I really loved that book. And Um, I see, I did not read the book. Oh, I, I was a big fan of the book. And it's changed, like in the movie, considerably. Yeah. But all in really logical ways that I felt good about. Like, okay. Because when I heard they were making it as a movie, I was like, uh, I don't know how this is right. going to work. And they made it work really well in a really cohesive way that was fun and and believable. Um, but the, I think the hardest part to me for it, as much as like I, again, had a lot of fun watching, t- watching it because I was the audience. Like, I right. was a kid in the right. 80s and 90s when you know that pop, that version of pop culture existed but i had a hard time with it and that paul rudd paul rudd shows up on the oscars <laughs> sorry i had a hard time with it because um i was like oh this takes place in you know 2035 or whatever right and you're telling me no awesome pop culture existed from 1994 <laughs> to, for, yeah. the, for the next right. 40 years yeah, yeah. um so that makes it, you have to suspend well, the disbelief a little all bit. The, they, were, they were stacking double wides that whole time right, to live in, so right. that's, that's, all, that's what took that time um, up. But it, I, I thought it was a super fun movie. Me too, I, I, I really enjoyed it too. number three, just because yeah. I had a shitload of fun watching it. Right. Even though I'm not going to sit here and try to convince you it's I, the best movie ever made, well, it, it was just a really fun watch. And I don't think we talked about this on the podcast, I think we talked about it afterwards, so we weren't recording, but I loved Ready Player One, but I, the reason I didn't put it on my list was the same reason I hate myself for wanting those goddamn Nestle Crunch bars. <laughs> so the new Nestle Crunch commercials are out, and I don't want... I don't care for Nestle Crunch bar, but fucking the commercial worked on me, and I want one. And Ready Player One is the same goddamn thing. It's the Crunch right. commercial, and I want it. And yeah. I saw it, and I loved it. Yeah. I got a Crunch. I didn't love it as much. It wasn't the same. <laughs> yeah, it's sucker. It's, <laughs> it's baiting you yeah, into everything. Hold me right in. Oh. They know you. It's like... Yeah. I just want your money, Brandon. Right. Yeah. I just want yeah. your money. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, Did you say DeLorean? Oh, yeah. yeah. I'll give you that hit. I'll give, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll give you just that that sweet hit of yeah, exactly. 80s nostalgia. Exactly. Yep. But other yeah. than that, I'm gone. <laughs> right. Like a thief in the night. Yep. Just left me. Just left yep. me there with my with my horrible thoughts, and I just felt like crap the whole time. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So I'm, I'm giving it to Incredibles 2. That's a good, a good pick. Yeah. Ready Player One had definitely... Some thought in there. My uh, my number three, Deadpool two. Okay. Did you see Deadpool two? I did. Uh, did you care for it? Yeah. Okay. I I love Zazie Beats in anything. I was gonna say, and so to me, hers, uh, though, stole the show for me. And for the most part, when he's given something like this, Ryan Reynolds can do no wrong. Yeah. If you just let him be a smart ass. To me, you know, because I've watched him forever it this you know and i've loved deadpool forever yeah and i always kind of thought well they kind of sound similar yeah. people always talked about that and then it's basically van wilder exactly. in a fucking mask and it's, it's fantastic perfect you know um brolin's fantastic yeah um you know He's he great cable he, he plays a great cable he has a great you know hard-ass mentality but can still give you a one-line quip you know yeah. comic bookie it's very great yeah. at it they did they do a great job uh interweaving Pop culture, which is mm-hmm. probably why I love it. You know, yeah. they mix in all the pop culture and they refer to Brolin as Thanos. You know, all kinds yeah. of shit. You know what I mean? And they don't care. It's it's great. Um, I was a little bummed they didn't give him a Jonah Hex dig. 
I felt like I missed that. There's gotta be. So, I know. There's so many. Uh, there's so much you could give right. from them. I mean, they really didn't even give them. Uh, I'm waiting for a Goonies reference. Yeah. I don't remember any Goonies references. You know. Yeah. I'm waiting. You know, not that it was his character, but you know, throw a truffle shuffle in there or sure. something. You know, what I mean, just sure. something stupid. Um, and I've even because I'm that nerd, I even watched the deleted scenes, and they're not in there. <laughs> no, I haven't watched the commentary yet, so I don't know if they were referencing, right. but. Uh, but yeah, so my number three would be Deadpool 2. Uh, I still love the first one more, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Deadpool 2, top to bottom. I, what a great comic book movie. I man. laughed my ass off watching Deadpool 2. I think it was a lot of fun. Um, I love that that was one of the movies that I got to see with like my non-comic book fan friends. Mm-hmm. And they really dig it. I, I like that it's... It's a cool like, action movie, right? Yeah, I like that it kind of jumps. Like, it's a it's a funny comedy. It's a good action movie. And it's a good comic book right. movie. Right. So it hits a lot of notes. Um, I think it helped expose but, a lot of people to... Comic book movies aren't just Captain America, Iron Man. Yeah. Not that those aren't... You know, of course, now they get a little darker and darker. But people were comic book movie they think superman they think whatever right and all of a sudden deadpool's dropping f-bombs left and right and right. a titty pops out like "Ooh, what's yeah. this you know what i mean so uh i think really think it helped expose it to yeah for lack it, of a better word a more adult audience, audience. Yeah. yeah you know instead of 18 to 25 now you move to 18 to 34 you know what yeah. I mean? stuff like that so yeah i liked it a lot i just didn't like it as much as i liked the other i think if we did a top 10 that's it's probably on it for yeah. me um but I don't. I, I couldn't give it my top five, um, if for no other reason than it just felt like like just more of Deadpool one. Sure, fair enough. Yeah. Which is great. Which is I'm right. glad that it was right. that. Right. You know, yeah. like I it didn't need to be more than that. You know, I'm not saying like. Oh, I wish they would have gone out on a limb and told me a story. No, <laughs> right. man. I'm, I mean, it, it's exactly what I wanted it to be. Right. It yep. just wasn't. And then the the whole you know quick story I mean they fooled everybody with the X-Force thing when the, yeah. when Deadpool first came out everybody was like oh it's gonna be all about X-Force blah 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 yeah. X-Force boom yeah. gone it's total great. red herring it's great yeah. and that whole Brad Pitt scene for a second yeah that is uh, so much money goes into a half second laugh uh huh fucking so it's funny man it's worth it so worth it cause they made so much of that money and, back. but that is and it's so true to the Deadpool's, Deadpool so, source material. Right. That's, so that's why it makes it so good. Yeah. Uh, because that is straight yeah, Deadpool. Just like, oh, yeah. It's perfect. It's perfect. Exactly. It, it, it is exactly what it should be. Yes. Yes. Yeah, all the hype that went around it, it, it lives up to it. Yeah. It lives up to it. So. Uh, totally so Deadpool 2 is my number three. What do you got? All right. So my number two um, is a little indie flick called Hearts Beat Loud. Okay. Um, it starred uh, Nick Offerman of Love Ron Nick Swanson Offerman. fame. Yeah, um, had Ted Danson, who's the shit. Yeah, um, I I don't think it's a mystery. I've probably said it more than once on this podcast how much I fucking love Cheers. Yep. Um, we got to put your pre order in for then, the Cheers pops coming oh, out this year. Oh man, believe me that that <laughs> that Cliff Clavin's going to be on, right. on my shelf. That's right, like that. Um, yeah, it's Nick Offerman. It's uh, it's uh, Ted Danson. It's oh my goodness, this is killing me. I am forgetting her name. Um, she was the girl in that movie Dope, that was awesome that came out a couple oh, years I ago. Know you, um, and I know. she uh, she was in Neighbors Two. Oh my goodness, uh, the this, English uh, no no uh, oh 
this is killing me. Either way, I'll, I'll think of her name at some point. Um, but she was really wonderful. And this whole, uh, the whole movie, it's Nick Offerman um, owns a little record shop in New York. And this girl's his daughter. The mom has long since passed. Um, and she's getting ready to go away to college. And uh, his record store is failing. And he's, you know, kind of shuttering the doors. And they just kind of connect over music and kind of, it's, it's a really, uh, there's a really nice little kind of relationshipy love story with the daughter, um, where she's kind of falling in love for the first time. And you're seeing that like teenage falling in love. Right. And then, um, you're, you're seeing Nick Offerman struggling as a single father, kind of letting go of his daughter growing up. Right. And she's going away to school. And then Ted Danson is this total comedic relief of, like, a bar owner that's one of Nick Offerman's buddies. Um, really cool original music. Um, is it a comedy? Comedy drama? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Comedy drama. Okay. Um, so when I think Offerman, I think, just, you know, yeah, he, a little, little dry Offerman comedy, but still hilarious. Offerman is very funny. Yes, okay. He, he plays, a, he plays a, a funny character with, with some heart. Um, bonus points, Jeff Tweedy shows up in it. Oh, I'll watch it right um, there. There you go. But it was just a really great kind of human story. Um, and there were a couple of points where they could have kind of like forced it to be a storybook ending and they never did it, it, it left itself in a very human place um, that was just it, it never tried to be more than it wanted to be it was just it, I just really loved it um, and I think I probably loved it more as a musician and a music fan sure. and also as a fan of of the cast already, you know, I, I think it, I, I kind of had some, some built in, uh, bonus points going into it that mm-hmm. made me love it, but I would recommend it to, I, I had my parents watch it oh, cool. a, a, a few weeks later when it came out on DVD and my mom liked it. Nice. So if, uh, and my mom doesn't like, uh, my mom doesn't sit down and watch movies. Um, so, uh, What's the uh, every time I think of a record store movie, I always think it. What's the John Cusack? High Fidelity. High Fidelity. Oh. I love that movie. How could you not? <laughs> it's a How great movie, right? It, Early Jack Black. Yeah, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. What is this old sad <laughs> bastard music? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or just that, that dance when he's to Walking on Sunshine. Yeah, it's great. It's great. That's what I was trying to find Top the other five day. Five side one track ones all time. <laughs> yes, but I that's, love that movie. But that you know when I watch that, I'm like. That's the clubhouse I want to build. Right, you know what I mean? Right. He's got it. Absolutely. When he made his list when he was younger, the top five things he wants to be mm-hmm. when he grew up, that was on his list, yeah. man. That's... There are definitely... Uh, I would be lying if I said there weren't some kind of connections to that. Yeah. Um, in that Offerman plays a total music snob, mm-hmm. kind of the same way that Big Cusack time. was. Yeah. They both own indie record stores. Um yeah, I there's there's definitely a few parallels there. Uh, Nick Offerman's character is infinitely less of an asshole than John Cusack's character. Because <laughs> let's be honest, if we look back, that dude's a piece of shit. He in that is, movie. but um, he's an old sad bastard. Yeah, um, yeah. But let's be honest, I'm kind of an old sad bastard. That's why too, I think so. yeah, it connects. He's it was just you know like we've said before, 
it's a great movie, but it's also prime Gen X yeah, propaganda. Absolutely. You know what I mean? It's absolutely. It's everything we want. We want to be depressed, and we want the yeah. relationship to define we want us everything and, to crash and burn. Right. And, and, Even though I got this great thing going on yeah. around me, I can't be happy. Yeah. I can't allow it. It's not. We, we, we can't allow be it. Sad boys with guitars That's and right. tousled hair. That's right. That, That's right. Because that is the '90s. In exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, is it, so am I two. am I my number two? Um, so my number two was Bohemian Rhapsody, uh, right. and I, it's something I I recently just watched. Um, I did pick it up on the Red Box. I apologize. I don't have a video store handy. Um, <laughs> Traitor. But it was you know it's two bucks there. It's like yeah. six bucks to stream. I'll just grab that and yeah. run it back up there. Uh, loved it. I love you know I love Queen. I've mm-hmm. always loved Queen. Um, I, I say I always love Queen. I've probably always loved Queen. Since Wayne's World, right. let's be honest. That was my first big experience. I mean, I, of course, you knew We Will Rock You and, yeah. you know, the, the main hits or whatever. I had never heard Bohemian Rhapsody, I don't think, until Wayne's until World. Until Wayne's World. Um, and that's that, funny because my first exposure to Queen was the Mighty Ducks. We Are the Champions. Then, the end, then that, Mighty Ducks. You're probably, that, that might have been. It's that, like 94 ish. Probably, probably the same time, I guess. Right. Yeah, that might have been mine yeah. too, but it, it, what sticks in my head is, of course, the, the headbanging right, scene in the car. Um, but now that I think about it, you're probably right. I probably heard heard it many, many times. Yeah. Um, and that wasn't my first exposure to Queen, but that was my first exposure to Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. Oh, that was my first exposure to Queen. Fair enough, yeah. <laughs> my first exposure to Queen probably just would have been my parents on the radio right. or something like that. Uh, or, shit, going to a ball game or something. Yeah. You know, We Will Rock You or whatever in, uh-huh. the, in the background when, you know, you used to be interactive and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, and uh, Remy, uh, is it Remy, Remy, Remy Malik. Malik? Fantastic. I mean, yeah. I've loved him. I love him on um, uh, Mr. Robot. Uh, is it Mr. Robot? I don't know. I never saw Mr. Robot. Forget. Yeah, that's a Mr. Robot. With uh, Christian Slater and everything. It's a great show. You'd, okay. you'd love it, dude. All right. Um, it's, the last season's coming up, but great show. Um, but, you know, he's really good in it. Mike Myers has a quick little spot yeah. in it, you know. Um uh, the band, is, you know, sounds cool, man. It's just a fun. I don't say fun because it, you know, it's 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 heavy. It's very heavy, and it's not necessarily all about Queen. It's mostly just about Freddie Mercury, sure, um, and how his life impacted the band, mm. good, bad, whatever. Um, but you know, let's be honest. Most people who are great at something are pretty narcissistic, sure, and pretty self centered, and yeah, that's part. Uh, of it. That's unfortunately what goes with being the artist. Once again, I'm throwing up the fucking air quotes. Um, but, you know, like I said, uh, for, a, for a movie, like a biopic like that, it, pretty cool, man. Um, yeah. I, I tried to think of another band you could do that about, and I can't really come up with a cool band that had a front man other than, you know, you could do a Nirvana thing, I guess. But it's not the same. I mean, yeah. Nirvana blew up and changed... The genre but a little bit. Freddie Mercury is a special kind totally. of showman, right? That's it. he's a he's not like he is a musician, but he's an entertainer, right? He's right. more that. Whereas like Kurt Cobain is a musician, right? Absolutely, right. Um, yeah, you know, he was a he was a reluctant frontman, right? Whereas like Freddie Mercury is the definition of a fucking frontman, right? That's what dude. I was born like, to do. Like right. this dude right. owns the stage, right? I mean, he was you know in. By no means a comparison because they're gay, but he is a Liberace of rock and roll. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I knew who Liberace was. Yeah. Just because he's a fucking showman. And he yeah. Just, it, he's you know, larger than life. Right. And I don't think everybody... I look back when I was younger, people knew who Queen was, but they didn't, they didn't get the same respect they do now. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't think they were appreciated. It's, maybe it's the whole you have to die to get yeah. the respect type thing, like an author, you know, and what he died early, mid-80s, somewhere in there. Uh, was it 80s? Was it? Yeah, I, could, I think it maybe was. Maybe late 80s, yeah, somewhere, maybe somewhere probably. right there. Um, you know, and, and to me, ever since then, it's been built up a lot more. And then, of course, everybody's opinions changed on homosexuality and things like that. So right. it became much more okay to like Queen. Yeah. Because I feel like maybe it was just the times that I grew up in. But, you know, you like Queen? Oh, what do you like? Like Bowie or, you know, the, well, the, they, they like, just soft in a way. I feel like Queen was kind of... Uh, Even though they were playing in all a, the sports a stuff. A little bit out of place time-wise. Oh, big time. I yeah. feel like they were... I feel like Queen kind of existed just a few years later than they should have to have been, like, really loved. and sure. Like, they were a little bit after right. Bowie. Right. Whereas, like, if, you know, if they would have been a little sooner, it would have... But their contemporaries were 80s hair bands. Right. And then followed up with that exact reaction of grunge. Like, 80s and 90s were not kind places for music no, like that. No, not at all. And then now it's one of those things in retrospect that it, that it gets that love it deserves and it gets held in a different place. Yep. But they were not in the same world as their contemporaries. But at know? the same time, they're doing stadium tours. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they still sell out stadium, but it, they weren't, at least in my mind, like if I put on... Their legacy just didn't carry the same. Right, like if I put on the local, you know, rock channel, which is Casey and here in St. Louis, mm-hmm. you know, back then in the 80s, you know, you're going to hear... I don't know what you're hearing, like solo Ozzy. You're hearing, um, I can't even think of like uh, you know Doobie Brothers, and you know that I never remember really hearing other than like we will we rock will rock you. you Queen on the radio. Yeah, I, I really don't. Uh, I more so now. I mean, mm-hmm. you, all the time. Like every maybe I'm just more aware of them. Yeah, but I don't remember. Of course, back then it wasn't. I wasn't controlling the radio either. You know, sure. I don't remember listening to the radio and hearing queen that often i really yeah. don't you know so it could also totally be the suburban white boys in us that it's very possible it's <laughs> very possible that uh we have a different relationship with queen that's true yeah yeah the, yeah the fact that you know maybe for the most part my dad's listening to like you know springsteen and neil young and stuff like that right queen didn't always roll right. into the playlist you know what i mean right and maybe like, it says more about the, the place we grew up it's, in it's exactly than it says it about queen's legacy that's, that's what i'm gonna queen's go with probably yes. always been the shit you're probably exactly right <laughs> And all of a sudden, my Midwestern ass just noticed it. Yeah. One day, like, wait, there's a band called Queen? All the oh. guys dead now? You know, so. Yeah. yeah. So that was my number two. What you got? Um, uh, interestingly, number- yeah. obviously, we find ourselves now at the same number one. The only The only agreed crossover. upon, yeah. And, you know, when we talked about this up front, we kind of compared our lists really quickly just to see if we yep. had any crossover. Yep. Uh, we knew this was the only crossover. However... We never said that it was going to be our number one. It's true. It's not it surprising yeah. that for both of us, that number one is Infinity War. Infinity War, War. Yep. Um, yep. It is the perfect movie for what it is intended to be. It is so goddamn impressive that it is the. that it is literally what is being built for for 10 years. Yeah. And it pays off. Yeah. Like, I don't. I, I went into that movie. Knowing that everything I'd watched for a decade was building to that right. movie, but somehow I still left like with the emotional roller coaster. I was on the edge of my seat. I cared and was so invested and so impacted. And then like watching characters die that I knew obviously were coming back. Right. Like the, they're not going to kill the golden goose. They're right. not going to kill. Black Panther, 10 10 seconds after it makes half a billion dollars, they're not going to do it. But it didn't change Or are they, and now everything else is a different dimension. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, let's see. Right, let's find out in a couple months. We really did kill them all. But yeah, it, I agree. It, I mean, it and for just a movie delivered, man, that has that many characters who have their own movies. Yeah. No one feels like they're trampling on anybody. Yep. You Never know, felt you, you forced. Would, you would think there'd be just... Never felt bloated. Right. Bloated dialogue in order to... Yeah. Okay, well, we got to get this guy all his lines in. Yeah. It doesn't... Nothing feels... Never. You know, you would think, you know, the, the main focuses are going to be, like, Robert Downey and, and Chris Evans, respectfully. Yeah. And they, and they are, but... You could also pick a couple other guys out there and think, well, they're the star, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not... I mean, like you said, it's... Well, I mean, Thor has a great arc totally. in that. Yeah. Um, Even the guys who Star Lord has a great arc in right, that, right? You know, I mean, like they they really were able to somehow spread the love yep. over all of those characters. Doctor Strange had a great arc. Well, um, even like little things, they were able to carry it to the point that like it just I I I don't have the words. It's right. such an impressive feat it is. to not make any of that feel forced yep. and to have been really organically built. Over ten years and what twenty five movies right. probably yeah, something some like that. Odd. Yep, yeah. like it's unreal. And and it's a two and a half hour comic book movie that is really just the beginning of another two and a half hour comic book right. movie. <laughs> but in the middle, you have to see two one and a half hour comic book movies for them all to connect. What a time to be alive, <laughs> man! What and as we, a time to be. And as alive. we say that, Nick Fury walks on stage at the Oscars like a bad motherfucker with Captain Marvel. That's right. Oh man, yeah. Uh, I just, the, the, and I mean, like the the Peter Parker death scene. Like, if that didn't leave you with a lump in your throat, right? I question your humanity. And again, watching that, I knew he was coming back, right? But I still was just like, that sucks. Kind right. of heartbroken, yeah. and like the fact that you watch all the other characters die, and like it just kind of happens. But because he has the Spidey sense, he's the only one that can sense it right, coming. Right. And like Tom Holland played that so, so well. well. They, they didn't have to. They didn't have to say that. Right. Like, but he like he was the only one that got a farewell, and he just kills it. Delivered. Literally, yeah. Just beautiful. And, and even like you know they mix in all the big characters, but the way they mix in even the small characters like, um, oh, what's his name? Uh, Wong from Doctor Strange. Yeah. He's in Deadly Class yeah. now. You know, just little things like that. Um, Pepper Potts randomly. You yeah. know, people who will, you know, who do those little scenes and then you don't mm-hmm. see them again. So you don't know what they're going to do in the next. Are they dead? Are they coming? Mm-hmm. You know, the big thing is Pepper Potts will play the rescue character that sure. she's played and, you know, yeah. rescue to- uh, Tony Stark and all that kind of jazz. Um, but I, I, I don't know. Just I don't know even how to explain it because it really is. Yeah. It's a great movie, top to bottom, um, and, it, and I think not, and people give respect to the the comic uh, comic books for you know the basis, but I don't think they do enough because yeah that that stuff that fodder has been there so much and yes they took the, some of the best of it and made it a great movie out of it, but there is so much there that's still like that's why you know uh, Captain Marvel and everything with you know um, with the scrolls and you know all these other. Races who they've touched upon randomly, yeah. like, like in Guardians, you saw yeah. you know random things like that. There's so much bring more. It back around. Well, I, and then now that uh, Disney's bought Fox, you bring in the entire mutant side yep. of that universe. Yep. Like, there is so much good story to be told. Yep, and and, and endless material and, to pull from. Right, you and know, it, and it can. T- it's. I have nothing but the utmost respect for comic book writers. Yes. 
because they continue to find a way to tell really good, really human stories in a medium that consistently gets no respect. Right. And now, all of the sudden, that these movies are doing what they're doing, it's really interesting to see, like, you know, say, people kind of poo-poo on the DC movies, myself included, for a lot of them. Um, But what the main thing that Marvel is doing that DC isn't is Marvel on the on the film side on the cinematic universe side is trusting comic book writers to shape those stories right. whereas DC is taking movie people to do right. it right. and who don't have the experience in that right. genre and, and you right. are like it is incredible that these writers continue to tell these inc- just human stories that can t- impact you on so many levels I mean, it took it took a long time for the you know the movies and Hollywood, whatever you want to call it, to kind of figure out that you know they've been pulling from novels and everything forever. That's that's what Hollywood was. You know, sure. you, you, you make you convert this book into this, and for whatever reason, the comics were deemed you know I don't childish, immature, yeah. whatever you want to say. Um, but the, it, but having not recognized them for so long, they've allowed a hundred years of material to build up right. that now you can just start pulling from that, you know, like we, we were talking off, uh, off air earlier. Um, you know, a lot of these comic book writers, you know, the books themselves, not, not issues individually, but the trade paperbacks and things like that. They're New York times bestselling authors, right? They are legit real right. authors. It's not just oof with a picture. It's legit shit. And it's right. a real story. Um, and I think people are starting to recognize that. And I think that's just going to grow. Um, I think you see that, you know, now they're going to do Spawn again. You know, th- they're yeah. starting to do things like that because people will, you know, give money to that. People will be there. And I did see, I know we were bummed about all the, uh, like, Daredevil, Punisher all getting canceled. Mm-hmm. Uh, rumor is they're going to get picked up by either FX or um, Amazon or Hulu. We'll pick really? it up and start redoing those shows. Well, yeah, well I saw they had, the, you know, that... Uh, um, they had, like, that open letter thanking the fans for right. being there. Right. And they even said, this is... This isn't goodbye forever. Like, right, right. the showrunners themselves were like, we're going to be back. I mean, it's, we, had, it, we had a breach in financing. We'll be back. Punisher and, and Daredevil have to be a couple of the most successful things on Netflix. Oh, yeah. I mean, especially Daredevil. That gets right. so much notoriety. So, I don't, you know, if they just, because their relationship with Disney, you know, or, or Disney's building their service, and they just don't want any association with a Disney product, I guess I get. But yeah, so it, that's what you built Netflix on earlier was that shit. Exactly. Well, that's what... You know, Daredevil has got to be one of the first really successful Netflix original series. I, I, I mean, that that first season of Daredevil I'm trying to, has got to yeah. be one of the first. Well, there was the ten uh, or so the Kevin Spacey thing before yeah, he, House, uh, of Cards. House of Cards, which was huge. Uh, uh, Orange is the New Black. Orange is the New Black. But, but um, still, it's right in. I mean, yeah, I can't think of any more. It's got to be one right. of the first. Right. Five to ten, yeah, that was done well and, blew, and, and really opened made the a lot of money. Right, I agree. Know, I agree. That allowed Netflix to then start making their own films and um, making more uh, programming or original programming. So, yeah, the fact that they had to walk away, you know, it has to be about Disney, it's that, their yeah, own right? Thing, yeah, just the which made me think if they're gonna. If Diddy's going to do those shows, that almost made me want to get the Disney Plus service. But I don't know what's going to really come on Disney Plus. You know, the thing is, I I feel very fortunate because 
I have toddlers, so I'm going to totally. end up getting Disney Plus, and I get it, if nothing else, just right. for them. Right. So that, like, because, you know, when it when it launches, if it's, like, the Mandalorian's the only real thing for me on there, right. I wouldn't subscribe to a service just for the Mandalorian. Right. However, if I've got... If I've got toddler daughters, like, yep. yeah, I'm going to get a Disney Hell yeah. ba- back catalog because yep. I because they're going to want to watch it. Right. And then I get the bonus content. Like, whatever goes on there for me from the Marvel Universe or the Star Wars Universe, is it's like bonus content. Yep. Which yeah. is a total I, I mean, win. I, and, you know, you bring up Mandalorian. I'm, I'm, we've, we've talked about it before. What we're excited for Mandalorian's on my list, absolutely. Yeah, um, it's going to be sick. That should be great. So Yeah, Favreau rules. Favreau does rule. Um I was get, I was gonna quote swingers, but fuck <laughs> it. My boys all grows up. Um, so yeah, so there's our list. You got anything else you want to throw out there? No, I mean if if we were throwing, well, no, I guess this this was 2019 because I did just finish Umbrella Academy this week. Okay, and, yep, rule. and see, I haven't even started. I, so well, I'm not even gonna say anything about I'm, it because I don't I don't want to. My goal is uh, I, I don't yeah. Wanna I'm gonna I'm gonna try to do a couple I'm gonna couple every day this week, and I hope to, was it 12? You said 10 or 12? 10. Okay. Yeah, I might not have it done by next next week, but I I'll do what I can. It's a doozy. So, so, some a of those, uh, especially uh, in the early Netflix days, you know, you watch one next thing you know you're five deep. Right. It's three o'clock. I'm like, oh fuck. Well, right. I'll just what keep watching. I'll just keep going. Yeah. Let's, you know, so I forced myself to ult to I limited it to only uh, one episode per day. So Which I'm sure I, it's easy I, to do I, when you got the kids. So right, it yeah. made it easier to do, but it also I, I feel like it uh, it enhanced my enjoyment. Because I didn't binge, so there were a lot, like, I got to, I got to watch TV, you know, like it was intended to be watched, where I could, you know, look at a single narrative and then spend a few hours kind of marinating on that, thinking about like, ooh, ooh, what does this mean? What does that mean? Instead of the immediate payoff, I got to let that suspense build up a little bit. Yeah, if I watch too many in a row, it, it... it all bleeds together. I bleeds together. I don't remember half the stuff in the early episodes. So yeah. uh, I'm with, uh, yeah, two or three max, and then I'm out. Yeah, I, I'm I, out, so. I got to really, I got to kind of feel it, which was nice. Nice. Um, is the toy show next weekend? The weekend after. Weekend after, okay. So we'll talk about that next time. Um, I can't think of anything else I want to bring up. We, we covered, you know, we hit some of our honorable mentions. Yeah. Ready Player One. Oh, I didn't throw in Solo. I, I dug yeah, Solo. I love Solo. I like Solo. Solo would have been in my top ten. I think 10. it gets a bad rap. It would have um, been in my top ten. Yep, yep. Uh, the new Fantastic Beasts would have been in my top ten. I like the Harry Potter stuff. Yeah. I always have. Um, I thought that movie was fun. You know what I thought was funny? No, I wouldn't bite. I wouldn't be in my top ten. Uh, blockers. I didn't see that. John Cena. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was a good ride. Yeah. Um, you Ta- know. I took Tag. Would have probably been See, and I didn't see ten. Tag. Uh, it was probably my equivalent there of like uh, the, the right. kind of slap yeah. comedy. I thought it was Same, really funny. Uh, you know, John Cena does a beer bong out of his ass. What, what else do you want? That's, yeah. That's pretty funny shit. Right. You know, it Especially was, as, a, as a lifelong wrestling fan. Right, right. And he's always the good guy, you know, the yeah. baby face. And to see him drop an F-bomb and chug yeah. a beer through his asshole, it's worth prize permission. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's all I got. Check us out, uh, alteredstatecomics.com, uh, the Facebook, all that good stuff. Hit us up with some questions, what you want us to talk about, even some shitty feedback. I don't care. Yell yeah. at me. What you got? Bring right. it. Tell me why my list sucks. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's right. Um, that's all we got. We'll talk to you next time, guys. See ya.